0: Beyond the Borderline. This is a podcast dedicated to exploring in a realistic and hopeful way what it's like to live with borderline personality disorder and other mental health problems. My name is Aline and I am your host for this podcast. I want to issue a proviso at the beginning of the podcast, which is that this is absolutely not a substitute for professional mental health and or medical intervention so please seek out those sources of support if you need them and I also want to mention that I will be discussing topics such as self-harm and suicidal ideation and addiction that may be triggering for a number of people. I aim not to discuss those topics in a detailed way as I don't really think that adds anything to the discussion and does not really fit in with the mission of this podcast. However, in a spirit of being authentic about my life with borderline personality disorder, those topics will be mentioned in this and subsequent episodes and I will do my best to issue trigger warnings before I start discussions about those or other potentially triggering topics. Hi, this is Aline from Beyond the Borderline. This is going to be a mini-sode on surviving a crisis. I decided to record this because I'm currently involved in a very stressful life situation, a house move. To make it even more stressful, the building in which I'm currently living is being sold, so I have to be out of this property before I have my new accommodation secured and although I do have help from mental health support workers to find temporary accommodation, still it's an extremely stressful time for me, and I have a dog, so I've been frantically getting boarding for him organised, and it will be the first time that I've Had time apart from him since I adopted him four years ago. I do have a lot going on. As has been pointed out to me, a move is one of the most stressful life events for anyone. Having a mental health condition complicates things. I've been managing quite well under the circumstances, and at the same time, I've been aware that things have felt a lot harder recently. I decided to put this episode out because. In addition to hopefully being of some help to anyone out there who's listening who might need this information, I find that when I organise my thoughts and share what works for me in terms of coping strategies and skills for the benefit of others, it also benefits me. I'm going to be referring in this mini so to dialectical behavioural therapy skills primarily. I'm going to be referring to a publication put out by Marsha Linehan, who is the founder of Dialectical Behavioural Therapy. She's also the Professor of Psychology and of Psychiatry and Behavioural Sciences and Director of the Behavioural Research and Therapy Clinics at the University of Washington. Dialectical Behavioural Therapy is an evidence-based treatment for people who have symptoms commonly associated with borderline personality disorder. And I will link the information about this publication in the episode notes the publication is called DBC skills training handouts and worksheets it's available on amazon and i use it in conjunction with an online peer study group for people who want to learn DBT skills open to anyone who has an interest as DBT has been proven to be helpful for people with other mental health diagnoses such as depression and bipolar disorder. I'm going to be defining for the purpose of this episode a crisis as a situation where you are highly stressed and you're at a point where your normal coping strategies not working because you're emotionally too overwhelmed. A crisis is also something that's short-term and that creates intense pressure to resolve the crisis now. That could be a number of different things. For those of us with BPD and BPD traits, a crisis doesn't need to necessarily be a life event that would generally be considered highly stressful It's any situations where our emotions become so overwhelming that it's difficult to function in the moment. For example, getting a call from someone and having an argument with them creating intense emotional overwhelm, leading to urges to self-harm or to engage in other self-destructive behaviour. Now that you know what a crisis is, what are the skills that you could use if you find yourself in that situation? Well, I'm going to share them with you. And once again, they're from a dialectical behavioural therapy manual by Marsha Linehan. The first one is called the STOP skill. STOP is an acronym for STOP, S is in STOP. You literally just don't move, you freeze. Do not just react, stop, freeze, do not move a muscle. Your emotions may try to make you act without thinking, stay in control. You break what you're about to do by just taking a pause. Then the T stands for take a step back. Take a step back from the situation, take a break, let go, take a deep breath. Do not let your feelings make you act impulsively. Okay, so let's say you have an urge to slam the phone down on someone that you're having a conversation with, let's say you're talking to your boss, you know that slamming the phone down is, is not going to help you and at the same time you're really feeling emotionally aroused, so pause a minute, take a deep breath, just let it all out and then the O stands for observe, notice what is going on inside and outside you, what is the situation, what are your thoughts and feelings, what are others saying or doing now what I will say about this observe part of stop is that I found this really difficult to do until I'd started to practice a bit of mindfulness in my own life particularly practicing it in situations where I wasn't completely emotionally overwhelmed and it was easier to focus on my emotions and name my emotions this didn't come easily to me, it took practice. If you do try this and you find that you just are unable to stop yourself from reacting, that's okay, it's a process and actually just the fact that you notice this happened and I just reacted, that in itself is awareness. The P, the last pass of stop is proceed mindfully. Act with awareness. In deciding what to do, consider your thoughts and feelings, the situation and other people's thoughts and feelings. Think about your goals. Ask wise mind which actions will make it better or worse. If you were talking to your boss on the phone and you had an urge to hang up because he gave you a critique for something and it's really upset you. Let's say you use the stop skill. You'd want to start arguing with him or hang up the phone. So you just stop a minute. You take a deep breath. You you go, okay, I'm feeling kind of angry. I'm feeling hurt. I feel that he's having a go at me. I'm thinking he's having a go at me. I feel really defensive then you proceed mindfully you, you say to yourself well is it going to help me really if I hang up the phone or I start arguing with him maybe what I could do now is just go okay thanks for your feedback once I've calmed down a bit I can maybe consider whether I think the, the critique is fair or not and if I don't I can come back to him when I'm calmer and maybe have a conversation that's less emotionally charged that would be an example of the stop skill now the next one is really one of my favorites that I'm going to share and it's called the pros and cons skill it's particularly useful if you're in this crisis mode and you have an urge to self-harm in some way by self-harm I mean anything that's not going to be constructive for you so that could be binge eating or self-harming with an implement or calling someone you know is is not a healthy person for you to be involved with fill in the blanks before doing that one strategy that can really help and it's helped me very often is just to say okay well before I do that I'm going to do a pros and cons list of acting on this urge and not acting on this urge. Let's say as an example I have an urge to call someone that I know it wouldn't be wise for me to call and I really have this urge to call them because I'm so emotionally charged up. What I could do is to write out well what are the pros of calling this person and what are the cons of calling this person so I write the pros and cons and then I go back and I do it again the other way I say well what are the pros of not calling this person and what are the cons of not calling this person and the thing that I find really helpful about this is that self-destructive actions do serve a purpose if I just say oh my god no 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 I mustn't do that I mustn't do that it kind of just intensifies the urge. Whereas if I sort of acknowledge to myself, well, I'm really struggling emotionally, and actually doing this would, for about 10 seconds, probably relieve my emotional distress. But the cons are that I'm gonna not feel good about myself after I've made the call, and they outweigh the pros. I'm gonna not do this, that that would be the ideal scenario. Now, another scenario is that you do a pros and cons list, both for acting on and not acting on the urge. And you say, you know what, I can't stop myself. I'm just going to do it anyway. Now, I'm not advocating any kind of self-harm, obviously. What I'm saying is that this is a process. And sometimes the awareness going, you know, actually, I've done this pros and cons, I know this is not in my interest. But at the moment, I'm so aroused emotionally that I'm just going to do this anyway. What might happen with that awareness is that When you're in a a calmer state of mind or a less emotionally charged state of mind, you start thinking about what you could do as a substitute for this thing that you're doing that's harmful. And I just want to reiterate, I'm not promoting or advocating self-harm. Please do not self-harm. However, the reality is that for those of us with BPD, self-harm urges are very common and emotional distress is is part of the, the illness that we suffer from if you don't like illness, substitute another word. So I'm just trying to be realistic about how these skills have helped me and how they may be able to help you. Right, so moving on to the next skill for crisis survival. This is another one of my real favourites, particularly for self-harm urges, and that's changing your body chemistry. To reduce extreme emotion mind fast, remember these as TIP, T-I-P, skills tip the temperature of your face with cold water holding your breath put your face in a bowl of cold water or hold a cold pack or ziploc bag of cold water over your eyes and cheeks hold for 30 seconds it says keep water above 50 degrees fahrenheit this is an american book. caution very cold water decreases your heart rate rapidly So please consult your healthcare provider before using these skills if you have a heart or medical condition or a lowered base heart rate due to medication, take a beta blocker, are allergic to cold or have an eating disorder. We use this with caution. What I would say has helped me and I think is pretty safe is rather than putting your whole face in a bowl of cold water is to hold ice cubes. Holding an ice cube is quite painful. It's not harmful in the way that uh, self-harm is it's kind of a way to safely just diffuse that urge which then allows you to problem solve and deal with whatever it is you're dealing with without just reacting to it through self-harm now the next one is also part of these tip skills so it's the eye of tip it's intense exercise to calm down your body when it's revved up by emotion engage in intense exercise, if only for a short while, expend your body's stored up physical energy by running, walking fast, jumping, playing basketball, lifting weights, etc. Now, this is also something that I found helpful. At the moment, I am slightly hypermanic and with an elevated mood. I have seen my doctor about that and one of my medications has been adjusted. However, I still have a lot of excessive energy and I'm finding that walking and quite active yoga classes are helping with that as a caution this is from my own experience down breathe deeply into your belly slow your pace of inhaling and exhaling way down on average five to six breaths per minute that's really slow is that If you have an eating disorder, if you're recovering from an eating disorder and over-exercising is part of your eating disorder, you wanna be careful with this one, obviously. Also, I personally don't recommend doing really intense exercise before you go to sleep, but everyone's different. Some people don't have a problem with that. I personally tend to get kind of agitated and then I can't sleep. You may be different, but I just thought I'd mention it. And then the next part of tip, which is P is, Paced breathing. Now, I find this one really difficult to do when I'm particularly emotionally overwhelmed because this is very counterintuitive. However, it does help, I found, when I'm really anxious or frightened. Paced breathing is pacing your breathing by slowing. Breathe out more slowly than you breathe in. For example, five seconds in and seven seconds out. If you don't want to slow your inhale and exhale down to five to six breaths per minute because frankly that's really slow if you can great but if not what I recommend is just focusing on counting in for let's say for five and then counting out for seven so just making the the exhale out longer than the inhale and I find that that does really help and this last part of this tip skill P so we had pace breathing now this P is also this part paired muscle relaxation Okay, so again, this is one I personally find quite difficult to access when I'm in a crisis state, um, but everyone's different. So while breathing into your belly, deeply tense your body muscles, not so much as to cause a cramp. Notice the tension in your body while breathing out, say the word relax in your mind, let go of the tension, notice the difference in your body. So that's similar in effect to the paced breathing. It's a good way of just slowing yourself down quite quickly if you're really agitated and anxious. I hope this short episode has been helpful to you. These skills have saved me many times and and particularly when I first started to get to grips with trying to handle my urges to act on my emotions, you know, I was pretty constantly in a state of emotional crisis. That's less so now, as I mentioned at the top of this episode, at the moment I'm more stressed and more agitated than I usually would be. In general, I, I'm i not constantly in a state of emotional crisis. I, I do have periods where I'm calmer. I still need to use these skills though. Uh, when I first started learning skills and tools and techniques to manage my emotions I, I constantly use these because I was just constantly kind of veering from one crisis to the, to another and I really didn't want to self-harm or to, to hurt myself in the different ways that we can hurt ourselves unfortunately so the, this, these are the skills that I came to again and again and, and what I like about them is they're really quick especially the tip skill boom you do it and it changes your Physiology, quite literally, very quickly. The pros and sc- the cons skill is also brilliant. I really recommend that one. And stop is something that I recommend in general, even if you're not in an emotional crisis. And I'll conclude by saying that one of the things that was pointed out to me is that I had a much better chance of being able to access these tools when in when I was in an emotional crisis if I practiced them when I was not in one so what I did is I started using for example the cold water or holding ice cubes I would do that when I was sort of moderately agitated and the more you practice the more you will find that when you are in those really intense emotional states that happen for those of us with BPD you will find it easier to access these tools that will make your life easier to manage Please look out for my next part of a three part episode on relationships and people with BPD, and specifically relationships between people with BPD and those with narcissistic traits and narcissistic personality disorder. Please If you get a chance and you have a minute, please leave a review for me on iTunes because I'm very happy to say this podcast is now on iTunes. It would really help to spread the message and get this information to anyone who may find it beneficial. Catch you next time. Take care. Bye.